You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today we're very excited because we have some real technology that is new to the marketplace that is extremely exciting. And today I have on the podcast Matt Swift, who is the Vice President of RA, QA, and Clinical Sciences with Connections Medical. And they just released a revolutionary new tendon repair device, so we're excited to talk to Matt today about that. So without further ado, Matt, how are you today? Thanks for having me on, Eric. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you coming on because there is a ton of buzz going on right now in the orthopedic community with your newest product that you've launched, the Connections TR Tenant Repair System. And so if you would, if you would just kind of take us from the beginning of Connections Medical and kind of how you got here to this point, and I'm sure there's all kinds of interesting points along the road, so I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, sure. So it actually started, the concept for the company started way back in the early 2000s. Eric Kubiak, who is a trauma surgeon currently out of the Las Vegas area, was in his residency and had a concept that there had to be a better way to do tendon repair than the current standard of care, which was just different suture patterns. Filed it away because your residency is not when you start an orthopedic company traditionally. And then, you know, he was at the University of Utah and at a time in his life when he felt like he could pursue this idea again. And in 2011, partnered with some local people and started Connections Medical to pursue his original vision for improving tendon repair. His original envision was actually very similar to a Chinese finger trap, but for tendon. And they were able to develop a prototype and it worked very well, but it also was very effective at throttling the tendon. So it wasn't where the technology needed to be. But Connections Medical had some very talented engineers that were able to take that Chinese finger trap idea and after you know 100 or 150 iterations, land on the design that we eventually have brought to market. I joined in around 2016 and was joined under the understanding that we were about to receive 510K clearance and launch the device. FDA had different plans in mind for both me and the company. Shortly after my joining, they determined that they wanted to see clinical data for the device. And quite honestly, I understand their perspective. I can see where they were coming from with that decision. So this led us to a long journey to do a 90-patient prospective randomized trial. It's one of the largest trials that's ever been done in hand surgery, specifically flexor tendon repair. And we ended up doing that trial in South Africa. And so for the last couple of years, part of my job has been shuttling back and forth to South Africa to our four sites there and making sure they had the tools they needed to get the study done for us. They wrapped the study up in 2020, right around the same time that COVID hit. Our study was wrapping up, which was fortuitous timing for us. A lot of studies got wildly disrupted by COVID, and we fortunately were on the tail end of our study when that happened to all of us. Submitted it to the FDA, and then after you know an extensive back and forth with the FDA, we were able to get the clearance in April. And here we are entering the U.S. market over the last couple of months, indicated for hand and wrist tendon repair, 
And early feedback from the U.S. surgeons has been extremely rewarding and exciting. Well, that's exciting. And I can tell you firsthand, we've had stories of surgeons that we know who have used connections, and they're really excited about the technology. And one of the reasons it sounds like why they're most excited is because it's kind of a reproducible outcome, where in the past, there wasn't that. There was, you know, obviously. So if you could kind of go in, how did they repair tendons in the past? And how does connections to Yeah, absolutely. So tendons are repaired very similar to how Gallen, Gallen was a Greek physician. He was actually the physician for the family that is the emperors in the Russell Crowe movie, Gladiator. So in the real, those are real world people and Gallen was their real world physician. And 1800 years ago, he described repairing a battlefield injury to an Achilles tendon with suture. So just, you know, approximating the two ends with suture. Here we are in 2022. Mm -hmm. And that is how, you know, 99.5% of uh, tendons are repaired to this day. Obviously, the suture material has gotten better than what Gallen was using. I doubt he was using polyethylene. And, you know, the techniques have evolved. There are probably 15 different suture patterns, 10 to 15 different suture patterns that are out there, you know, but for the most part, we're doing the same thing that Gallen did. And what the Connections TR provides is more of a stapling mechanism. So we have two stainless steel anchors that are anchored into the two ends of the tendon you want to approximate and provide nice, strong fixation on the two ends of the tendon. And then spanning the gap of the laceration, we have umpy so that you can still have that motion and flexibility that you need as a tendon glides through the various areas that it glides through. Yeah, that's super interesting and exciting because obviously you're not suturing, obviously the time involved, but one of the things that questions that have been asked that I've heard, and I think that you'd be the expert to speak on this is how big is the connections TR implant? Is it bigger, thicker than suture? How does it relate? Yeah, that's a great question, Eric. The beauty of using metal is you can get superior strength to a suture-based material and still have your widget be very, very thin. So although the anchors are made out of stainless steel, it's very, very thin stainless steel. And when we look at the size or bulk of our repair compared to suture repairs, we're consistently less bulky as far as adding bulk to that repair site compared to what you do when you put that core suture through and then put your epitenon suture running around the outside of the tendon. Well, thanks for that explanation, because that was one of the things that somebody had said. It's like, hey, is this how big is this? And, you know, they don't envision it because they didn't really see it. They kind of obviously have been told. And so that's how they're looking at different things. Where in particular, as far as the implant itself, does it come sterile? How does it come? How will a surgeon respond? Yeah, so we offer it in a couple different configurations for convenience and to allow our local sales force to be good partners to their facilities. But it's all sterile, single use only. And you can get the implant mechanism that has the implant ready to be fired with a deployment trigger packaged together. And then we also offer the mechanism and the deployment trigger separately because the deployment trigger can be used repeatedly in a single case. So if you have three tendon repairs, you could conceivably open up a combination kit and then two of just the implant only kits, you know, save the facility a little bit of money and offer a discount on those implant-only kits. 
Gotcha. Well, that makes perfect sense then. And as, and again, I'm not going to hold you to anything, but time-wise in doing these procedures, what have you noticed the difference to be between sutures slash or, you know, tendon, connect, the tendon repair? Yeah, it's a good question. It all depends on who the suturer is. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is we had a study, we partnered with Sean Mendenhall. He was at the University of Utah at the time. He's now over at CHOP in Philadelphia. He did a study with us where himself, you know, an experienced hand surgeon, a second year medical school student, and a second year resident all did a number of repairs, basically every tendon on a couple cadaver hands and wrists that you could imagine. And we timed them and then also pulled those repairs and saw how strong they were. And you can imagine Sean with his experience, we saved him, you know, a minute or two. But as you got to the less experienced people, that time savings increased even further. You know, so for an experienced guy, you're looking at a minute, maybe two minutes per repair. Someone who isn't as comfortable or doesn't perform as many of them, it can be a bit more than that. Well, and procedurally, that's only talking about one or two minutes. But if you're talking about a spaghetti wrist, that can cut down the case time considerably. Obviously, and, and I think I don't know how you quantify this. But as much as it is time savings, it's also how stressful that time you're spending on the repair is. And with the connections, you know, you hear from doctors like this is just I don't have to worry about it. Like it's just going to work. I can just get that connection nice and rig it. You know, I can get that repair done smoothly every time. Whereas even the most experienced surgeon, each tendon repair requires a lot of focus or they're going to miss a, you know, they're going to miss a suture pass. They're not going to get the repair as tight as they want, and they'll have to pull it out and start over. So there's something to be said for the sort of the stress level of that time as well. You know, I think we reduced the stress level quite a bit with our device. Well, I, you stole my thunder there because I was going to ask you some of the things, you, you know, you, obviously you can take away the stress level that occurs and not necessarily the stress level, but takes away the misstep that could occur possibly because it's obviously a very reproducible, you know, steps that occur when looking to do, address the tendon in the first time using the connections medical. Are there some tips that you recommend in, in the first time using? The yeah. System? So the first thing is we have a really nice demo system we've set up. You can use our demos on cadavers, but we also have provided some sort of a silicon tube that gives you a good idea of how the device works. And we are doing, I'm guessing, 50 to 75 demos a week here in the States, at least, just throughout the country. Mm-hmm. I think surgeons should definitely get a hand, get their hands on a demo and give it a shot. Other than that, I think the one thing that we're seeing out in the field is you do still want to approximate those ends with some type of support suture. It doesn't have to be a running epitenon. It can just be like a couple little figure of eight stitches in the corners of the tendon and get that those ends nice and approximated. And then that makes the deployment of the implant really not trivial, but close to trivial at that point. Well, it makes perfect sense. You got everything lined up and just with a couple of, you know, preliminary stitches in there before you deploy the mechanism. Yeah, it just, it removes any fiddle factor of laying the tendon into the cradle where the implant's going to be deployed if the two ends are just held together with even just a single central stitch. It just, it really eliminates, it's doable without those approximating sutures, but I think it just, it really just makes a lot of sense to use those approximating sutures. Understand. Well, very exciting that you were finally able to get it to market and the buzz has been incredible, and obviously, the Ash meeting coming up here in a month or so—it's kind of perfect timing to dovetail in your launch, and then also on to Ash. And without 
giving away too many secrets because we're not going to ask the, those secrets. But what do you see for the future for connections? You know, we need to secure long-term funding. We still are working on that. I think we will over the next couple of months. The launch and the immediate activity we've received has been extraordinarily helpful in that regard. And as long as that happens, you know, we have a team of dedicated employees that are here to support each other, help each other, help our sales force. I think as long as we have the money and that team is in place, the rest of this is going to work out. You know, I think we will see dramatic uptake of the product in hand and wrist. We have plans to do a study that would allow us to market the product here in the States into foot and ankle. You know, that would require a little bit of a clinical effort, certainly not on the scale of what we had to do in South Africa, but that will take time. You know, but that would be an exciting entry in a couple of years as to expand the indications into that foot and ankle space. And I think we'll be off to the races, but that's where we're at today, you know. Gotcha. Well, and I will say for the audience, you know, after they see the system and they play with it and they're going to use it, if they have a partner who's in foot and ankle, that's the next question coming from the foot and ankle. Hey, when do I get to use this? You know, it's the very next question because obviously that's a... Yeah, it's, it's an exciting area for us and there are clear uses for the device or a slightly modified version of the device there. But, you know, we'll have to do it the way FDA requests and FDA is going to want us to, you know, put it into some patients in the foot and ankle space evaluate them and demonstrate that it's as safe and effective as what guys and gals are currently doing with suture. Understand. Well, currently, what do you, as far as your sales channel, if this is a surgeon listening to the podcast, how would they have access to Uh, reach out to us? We have coverage across the entire United States, reach out to our customer service line or our website. There are different ways to ping us with an email and we'll get you set up with your local distributor. The other thing I would recommend is just ask around. Most of our local distributors are probably someone that you either currently use or, you know, you know, they have products that you could use. We partnered with people that have extremities portfolios already exclusively that you weren't getting. It just makes sense. You know, we weren't going to give the product to someone who didn't have an extensive focus on the upper extremity already. Yeah, absolutely. And I do know several of your distributors around the country. And yes, 100%, they are dedicated to upper extremity and hand and and upper extremity surgeons. Now, we mentioned ASH a little bit ago, at least I did, and was curious, what are you going to be doing for ASH? Is that going to be a a big deal? Yeah. How big is still to be determined here a month out, but it's going to be a big deal. We've actually been at ASH a couple times over my years here. And it will be refreshing to go and tell surgeons are actually allowed to use the device after they demo it. Last year in particular, (laughs) we started getting some guys and gals who would say, hey, this is my third time doing a demo. Can I finally use it? Which they meant with light hearts. It'll be nice to actually look (laughs) them in the face and say, yeah, you can use it tomorrow if you want. So obviously we'll have a booth. We are doing an industry forum. We did one of those a couple years ago, focused on zone two flexor tendon repair in general. But, you know, obviously with some pretty extensive discussion on what the early users are seeing with our device in that area. And then, you know, beyond that, are we doing, you know, little events after the meeting, things like that? Hopefully, yes, is the answer. But we aren't sure exactly what yet. But more importantly, for anybody listening, you guys are going to have uh, demo kits there, right there at your booth so they can come Uh, by. and and So much so, Eric, that we are considering bringing an engineer 
and forcing him to sit in the back of our booth and reload demos throughout the day. (laughs) Because I think we fired like 110 demos last year when the product wasn't available. So we're anticipating Mm -hmm. doing about, you know, 150 to 200 demos across the three days there in the booth. Well, and it's in Boston. Nice time of year to be in Boston. We're not going to knock on wood, worry about COVID. Lots of people will be attending, so it should be a fantastic meeting. Yeah, it's that's a meeting. It's always been one of my favorite meetings, even when hand and wrist wasn't necessarily my primary focus. I think it's one of the best run meetings in orthopedics and also one of the best attended. You know, So I'm super excited about going to that meeting any year, but this will be my favorite ASH I've ever been to. That's for sure. Well, I can imagine when they say, can I get this when I get back? And you can say, yes, that's a wonderful, that's yeah. a wonderful thing for you to yeah, be able to say. Yeah, it's saying, well, we're still with FDA. It was the truth. And it's always fine to speak the truth. But it was a little deflating to have to say that 100 times last year. It'll be nice to give them a different answer. Gotcha. And understand. And it being sterile packed, another thing, and just for the listeners, and for it being sterile packed, it's sent right to your facility and it can be used. It's not like we're, you know, you're shuttling around the city trying to find instruments and implants and everything. It's everything all you need packed. to do the procedure is in the box, you know? And from our experience, reps like to be in the room, but honestly, after the first one or two, I think a surgeon, they don't even need that support. You know, it's just not, this isn't that complicated what we're achieving here. It's a very elegantly designed implant, but it's not particularly complicated. Well, that kind of checks all the boxes as far as, you know, ease of use for the surgeon, the facility, and just having them available is, you know, on the sales force in order to have it there to be used for sure. And we, obviously, the foot and ankle we talked about for for the future and some of the other things you're going to do for the future. Any other meetings you guys have scheduled that you're going to be at in case somebody doesn't see you? Yeah, we'll be at AAHS in January. Am I getting that acronym wrong, right? I always get a little confused on that one. But we'll be at the meeting in January in Miami, late January. And then, you know, as long as everything goes according to plan, we'll have a small booth at Academy. I think if you're an orthopedic company and you have the resources, you should be at Academy. So you would see us there in a smaller presence amongst the giants there at Academy. Well, that's great. And if anybody wants to learn more about Connections Medical, obviously, Connections Medical. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your website just to make sure we have it. And I, and I will yeah. spell it for people too. So, yeah. unless you'd like uh, so to. connectionsmed.com, C-O-N-E-X-T-I-O-N-S-M-E-D.com. And then we're also, we're not nearly as active or as successful as you are on LinkedIn, but we're trying. We post at least. I love what you're doing. That's good. Once or twice a week on LinkedIn. You know, we try to make it interesting, educational, entertaining, just depends on the week and what's in front of us. But follow us there. We're trying to build a bit of a presence on uh, LinkedIn as well. Well, that's great. And also people can visit the Ortho Idea website. So we'll have links there that will take you over to Connections Medical as well. So, well, Matt, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Ortho Idea podcast. I really appreciate it. You have a revolutionary new product. Must be extremely exciting for you. Look, we have to stay humble. We have to stay focused. But this is what the last six years have been about is this time right now. So I think the eight employees here are cautiously excited. You know, we still have a lot of work to do, but we feel like our destiny is in our hands now. And that's a good place for it to be. Well, congratulations, Matt. You guys did a fantastic job with this implant. And just from the buzz that's going on around 
the entire country right now. It sounds like you got a home run. So with that being said, thank you so much for coming on the Ortho Idea podcast. And we look to have you on in the future and tell us all awesome. about your success. Thanks a lot, Eric. Yep. yep. Take care, Matt. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.